Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. In this episode, we look at how to use spaced learning. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to look at the topic of learning. This is something that, of course, we all do in the beginning of our lives when we're going through school. Maybe we go through college, maybe grad school, and we all sort of still need it. After we're out of school, after we are in the real world, we're working, we're doing whatever it is we do for a living or whatever it is we do on a day to day basis. We all still need the ability to learn quickly, effectively and to remember the information that we are taking in. However, this isn't something that we're ever really taught This isn't something that we're ever given the tools to accomplish in our day-to-day lives, especially once we've left school. During school, there's maybe a little bit of talking about process here and there and how to study and so on and so forth, but it never dives in that deep. It's sort of left up to the individual to find their way to study properly and effectively with the outcomes being the only thing that matters. But once you leave school and you are detached from that environment where you haven't been studying, you haven't been learning regularly, it can get difficult to keep that up. It can get difficult to find the best approach. So today I want to share what I believe to be the best approach to learning, especially once you are out of school, and that is called spaced learning. So this should be a super, super interesting episode. Be sure to stick around all the way until the end. Now, before we jump into today's episode, there's another podcast I want you to consider listening to. It's called Market Adventures. Market Adventures is a new podcast we've launched here at the TLBC Podcast Network with one goal, to help you make progress in your personal finance goals. By listening, you'll learn all about the stock market, entrepreneurship, and you'll even learn career skills like negotiating or asking for a raise, all while following Alex, who is the host of the podcast, on his own journey to create financial freedom for himself and his family. Tune in to Market Adventures today, wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to subscribe while you are there. Memorizing and retaining information for a long period of time is challenging. We've all heard about how rereading or writing the material down can help to reinforce it, and we use these tools to try to cram all the material into our heads, but still find ourselves struggling to make it work. Thankfully, there is an approach that can help with this process. It's called the spaced repetition method. It's an evidence-based technique used to help improve long-term information retention. In today's episode, I want to share this technique with you so that you can start using it in your own life. So let's start here. What exactly is the forgetting curve? 
Uh, this is something I had never heard of before. The forgetting curve is a mathematical formula by Herman Ebenhaus that originated in 1885. The curve shows the rate at which information is forgotten over time if we don't attempt to retain it. This can be tracked using a graph wherein when you first learn the piece of information, you will only remember 60% of it after one day, less than 40% in two days, and almost 3 to 5% by the end of the week, unless the information is consciously reviewed. However, the rate at which a person forgets depends on several factors, including memory strength, meaning derived from the material, and physiological factors such as stress and sleep. But the good news is that there are a number of methods you can use to combat the forgetting curve. One such technique is the spaced repetition method or spaced learning. One important thing to remember before we get into the method itself is that it's always going to take time and effort to retain information. The amount of time and effort required increases depending on the amount of information you're working with. But no matter which method you use, no matter which strategy you use, this will always be true. It's always going to require time, energy, and effort to actually learn things and maintain and retain that information. Don't ever forget that. Here's how spaced learning works. First, you take your piece of information and go over it, just as you would with any method of studying. Then, we want to use the characteristics of the forgetting curve to our advantage. Remember, after one day, you'll remember around 60% of the information. After two days, you'll remember around 40%. The goal of spaced learning is to review the information again before you've forgotten all of it. By doing this, you give yourself the space to retain something, and this reinforces the information that's saved. And you allow yourself to review the forgotten information before it completely disappears. So what you'll do is you'll go through the information on day one and create that initial information bubble. From there, that bubble will start to shrink. And by the end of the second day, you will have retained around 40%. That's when, on the start of the third day, you sit down to review again. This will allow the 40% that remains to be reviewed a second time. So that's refreshing that information and keeping it there, increasing the likelihood that it gets retained, while switching your focus of retention to the remaining 60%. Now remember, when you first started this, on day one, when you first looked through it, 100% of the information was fresh. None of it was retained. By day three, you're now just focused on retaining 60%, 60% that is quote unquote fresh. And it's not even fully fresh because you've already taken it in once. You may have forgotten most of it, but there are still remnants there. You aren't starting from scratch. By actively reviewing and retaining information first after day one, then after three days, and then again after a week, you're going to help reinforce the material and the forgetting curve, rather than sloping downwards, will strengthen and stay at the height of where it can be. This approach to memorization and learning is pretty straightforward, but its real power is in the ability to combine it with any specific tactic for improving memory. Spaced learning is the strategy and things like flashcards or repetition, that's the tactics. 
Some common ones that you may be familiar with, but that are less effective than I think most people realize. Things like summarization, highlighting, mnemonics, imagery use for text learning, and rereading are all pretty heavily utilized, but they're considered low utility techniques. Now, these techniques were rated as low utility because, quote, summarization and imagery use for text learning have been shown to help some students on some criterion tasks, yet the conditions under which these techniques produce benefits are limited. And more research is still needed to fully explore the overall utility. The keyword mnemonic is difficult to implement in all contexts, and it appears to benefit students for a limited number of materials and for short retention intervals. Most students report rereading and highlighting, yet these techniques do not consistently boost students' performance, so other techniques should be used in their place. End quote. Rather than relying on these low utility techniques, it's recommended to use techniques like practice testing and distributed practice. Quote, practice testing and distributed practice received high utility assessments because they benefit learners of different ages and abilities and have been shown to boost students' performance across many criterion tasks and even in educational contexts. End quote. These studies strengthen the fact that using active study methods like spaced repetition and practice tests are far more beneficial than others to combat the forgetting curve. So here's how the process works. At the top, we'll be using the spaced learning strategy. This allows us to learn information and review it at the most optimal moment before it's forgotten. Our tactics for this strategy will include an initial reading, that's your day one. Some rereading, although it's low utility, it still has value for getting familiar with the information. Then we're also going to be utilizing practice tests, which, of course, if you're in school and you're able to take actual tests, these, this is pretty easy to do. But if it's not for school, if it's something that you need to learn for yourself, for work, whatever it might be, you can ask a friend to quiz you or you can try to perform the information as your test. This is why things like learning with the intention to teach helps us memorize it because we need to perform it and that performance reinforces the information. By combining low utility techniques with higher utility techniques, all while utilizing an overarching strategy that is supported by research, you improve your ability to memorize the information. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful to you. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are tuning in today. If you'd like to check out the resources that are supporting this episode, both of them are linked in the description of this episode. This episode was written by Samriti Jen, a fantastic writer here on the TLBC team. Be sure to check her out at the link in the description of this episode. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.